0: Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I preview this upcoming weekend of football action, college football week three, NFL week two. We go through all the key matchups. We start in college, flip over to the NFL I have the timestamp for it. If you're not a big college fan, but it's a lot of fun, and it's going to be an awesome weekend, especially with the impending storm here on the East Coast. So please stay safe if you do get caught up in that. But we give the advice for fantasy. We give our picks for a little bit in college, but mainly in our cold hard locks in the NFL. And make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast let us know what you think with a nice five-star review. Again, search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. Again, it was a lot of fun to record. Really excited to hear what you guys think. Here we go. We are live! Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. A part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, joining me for the first time on the Google Hangouts in a while.
1: Yes. Maddie
0: D! What's up, buddy?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm still coming down from the high that was this past weekend, football-packed oh, yeah. weekend. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, most importantly, the big one for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get there, I know. I had to bring it up early now. But even a couple really strong college games we're going to jump into here in a moment, um, very impressed o- overall, very impressed.
0: Big, big weekend. It was a ton of fun. And, I mean, big sports weekend for you as well. You were at the BMW, which looked awesome. Um, yes, awesome you- time. Yeah. Great, great times. Uh, you were like five feet away from Tiger. Which? Oh my
1: God! Cool. I I was, gonna, you know what? I was going to reach out and touch him. Then I realized it's golf. I'm better than that. This is golf. This no, isn't. This golf. isn't football. This isn't basketball. This is golf. There's rules. You have manners. So you know what? I tell you something. Hey, I, I mean,
0: some dude chugged a beer behind Tiger. Did you see that on Monday? I did see that. That was pretty incredible, yeah, though. It was actually, pretty but, hilarious. But you know
1: what? I couldn't stand though. It was there was a lot of there was a lot of you know, and this happens at every tournament. But you know, guys were yelling. You know, Tiger gets up over his puck, Go, Tiger! You know, caddies yeah. give dirty looks. You know, have some respect for the game. We're we're well, did not. Did you see not, what
0: Thomas Peters said? He said that Americans don't know how to drink, and that's why we're so rowdy. <laughs> oh,
1: well, I mean, I kind of like that. that. That's that. That's a you know a little fighting words. I I dig yeah. that though. I'm with. Yeah, that. yeah. He was talking that.
0: about the Ryder Cup, but let's get right. back to no, football. Hey,
1: well, hey, look, maybe we should tell Thomas Peters to win this year, then we can talk about uh, the Ryder Cup a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, so, I mean, he's not even on the uh, team, but right, let's exactly. jump back into football. We'll start in college. If you yes. did not listen last week and you have not listened to a regular season fun v tailgate before, we do about a half hour, 45 minutes of college football. Look back at last week. Look ahead to this weekend. A couple good lines. Then we jump over to the NFL. We're going to try to give you a little bit of fantasy advice and then do our cold hard locks, our pick them against one another, Um, which we'll get into all that as we get to the NFL. But let's start in college, Matt. Week two of the college football season, and, I mean, some, some of it went pretty straightforward. Some of it was pretty wild. Yeah. We saw Clemson really close, and let's just start right there. I mean, we had Texas A&M nearly complete the comeback in the fourth quarter, but the Tigers hang on in College Station. They still are number two in the rankings. What were your thoughts during that game? Because it was insane.
1: Well, first of all, and we just found that Texas A and M is now the number one in terms of um, most valuable college program by Forbes. They're now they've just passed their their in-state rival Texas for number one in the rankings. Um, Texas is now not
0: back in that too. Yeah,
1: yeah, just so you know, it's Texas A and M, Texas. Then I believe it's Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State. That's the order it goes. Just want to give a big shout out to Big Blue there. So, I mean, first and foremost. You you got to be if you're the rest of the SEC, you're put on notice by by Jimbo Fisher. They're clearly a little ahead of schedule. Love I me mean, this this defense should get picked. Clemson defense should not get picked apart. and four hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns, big plays. Um, to me, this was more of an eye opener on the defensive side of the ball for Clemson than it was on the offensive side, which I will we'll get to in a second. But. If you're – assuming Clemson's making the playoffs, if you're Georgia, if you're Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, you know, if you can pass the ball, it appears, at least right now, even with that all-world defensive line, you can get to this team. Um, That's definitely got to be concerning for Dabo Sweeney. I think there's some things he needs to work on there. I'm going to tell you the one thing that I think cost them this game, though. They've got this – they had this big guy. Um, I think it was Kendrick Rogers. Yeah. All right, number thirteen, sophomore, seven catch, one hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns. That was he was a monster, and yet he wasn't on the on the field for the last play, the, the two point conversion. That was a huge mistake. He was the one that caught the touchdown pass right before that. He should have been on the yeah. field for that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean that's to me this was um, we were trying to figure out where Clemson was going to be tested, and we didn't really we didn't pick Texas a And M.
0: No, you we, know we completely overlooked it, right.
1: Right, couldn't do coach. We thought maybe Florida State. We thought maybe South Carolina. Neither of those teams look like they're going to be much of a threat. So exactly. this might That's have been the That's what I was about 10. to say
0: is, is both of those teams kind of have been exposed as as frauds and yep. in, in Florida State week one and, and South Carolina this past week. That was a game I thought was going to be the most exciting. Uh and it wasn't even close. Georgia swamped on them throughout mm-hmm. the entire game. Jake Fromm just Picked him apart. Uh, Elijah Holyfield had a nice week, and in that fucking stable of a bulldog backfield. Oh my
1: god, their team is so talented. so talented. They're so, so talented. The I
0: mean, yep. they're going to coast to the SEC championship, yep. and I think and they're going to enter that dog, game though. against against Clemson nearly a lock for the college Alabama. football playoff, unless Alabama. they. Yeah, against saw- Alabama. That's a good point because they have to play the SEC championship game, right? Um, but still, it's. I mean, it's. They they're look good. great.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do want to touch, by the way, on Clemson's offense. Kelly Bryant deserves to be the starter. I don't care what they think of Trevor Lawrence. This guy took him to the college football playoff last year. He's clearly good enough to get it done. And, you know, Lawrence, I know he's a great freshman. I just think it should be Kelly Bryant's job to lose. I understand, you know, you're thinking the game's going to be easy. But I think you saw, by the way, in, in the second half, uh, that Kelly Bryant was—he was in the field the whole time. He's a senior; he should play, in my opinion. Lawrence will get his chance, but I think Bryant's their, their de facto guy. Um, and also, Hunter Renfro gets no credit or no press. Nope. Now, if you don't remember who Hunter Renfro is, two Not years the ago, player, right? Two years ago, he caught the touchdown pass to beat Alabama in the national championship game. he, he is gutsy. And I think he's going to end up firing his way as a great slot receiver in the NFL. He, everything that touches his hands gets caught. I, he's just impressive to me. And I think he gets overlooked because he's not this you know, T. Higgins, who looks like the next great Al, uh, Clemson wide receiver after like DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Williams, Sammy Watkins. But I just think that he gets overlooked. And he's the kind of guy you need in a team to make a championship run. So mm-hmm. this is one of my last points on Clemson. But they, they got scared, so we'll see. I mean, they, to me, they should be fine moving forward. Um, yeah, that's probably, nice. that's
0: probably the wake up call game in terms of what we'll see out of them. And I think we probably see them roll throughout the rest of their schedule. Maybe they, they have one more step against the, the two teams we mentioned before, a Florida or a or Florida State or a South Carolina. Maybe the week before those, I need to check just closed out of their schedule of who they play almost as a trap game type of deal. Um, but I want to ask you this, Matt. What shocked you more in terms of shakiness of offense? Notre Dame's or USC's because Notre Dame pulled off the win, but they almost nearly let up their lead and USC looked like an FCS team against Stanford.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, a couple of things. I definitely Notre Dame. And I think it's more so because of e- USC has a, as a, as a freshman quarter, true freshman quarterback who seems to have a lot of talent, uh, but they, and they're going up against, to me, one of the best defenses in all of college football, Stanford. So well coached, so strong, so good. So I, I would be more worried if I was, um, if I was um, uh, Notre Dame than if I was um, USC. I mean, I just think USC has a lot more growth potential in them. Yeah. They're just such a young team. Notre Dame, they're they're playing Ball State. Yeah. I mean, this is the Wimbush Brandon Wimbush we thought we'd see against Michigan. Yep. So, you know, you, you know what? Every great team has. A, I, I'm not. I'd love to badmouth Notre Dame. They had a they had a rough go against mm-hmm. the Badapow. Um, you know, but it was one game, and we've seen other teams have that same kind of thing. They play, you know, now they've got a couple of cupcakes, but they're about to play the stand for uh three weeks. They play the Cardinal. Um, yep. at in South Bend, but they play the Cardinal. So yep. interesting to see how that goes. Cardinal, why we talk about this a lot, Cardinal and then at VATEC. That could call that's gonna make or break, really, their their abilities. But I'm definitely more down on Notre Dame this week than I am on USC. Um, like I said, because they played a great Stanford team, um, it was so much more than Bryce Love, and I'm glad that people are starting to see that a little bit because they are. I mean, they're just a you know so. I was very, I was you know, four sacks, three turnovers. That's that. That's what we thought Stanford's defense might be like this year, and they proved it. So, um, yep, and that's what you do to a freshman quarterback when you're a, a, when you're a, a defense like them. So I, I definitely. More so, uh, Notre Dame. Do you agree or you feel differently there?
0: No, I would agree with that. And you, you kinda hit the nail the nail right on the head. USC, you kind of thought they'd struggle here. JT Daniels, he's basically skipped his senior year to go to college. The guy's right. super young. Um, you didn't think he was gonna perform in a night game, his first true road game in oh, a big time. Right.
1: Up in Palo Alto, oh, too. Like they weren't, they weren't at
0: home either. That's another yeah, big exactly. thing. Uh I mean, they couldn't really get a lot of other stuff done too. They had uh really, if you take out JT Daniels's uh sack numbers, he they, they had 130 yards on the ground, uh, but they couldn't really get it going. I mean, no matter who they handed the ball off to, you know, they, they had decent yards in the air, but I mean, like you said, that Stanford defense is really good. They forced a number of fumbles from or one fumble, but a number of sacks and tackles for loss you know, out of that no, out of that uh USC. I, I'm confusing right. my two jeweled Shillelagh opponents. Um and really really made him struggle there. But I mean Notre Dame, this is the win bush you thought we'd see against Michigan, as you said. And he really looked like he was kind of struggling there. I mean, I know it was raining in Indiana as well, as we saw throughout this weekend. It was just kind of just shitty weather and and all this different stuff. But still I mean, their defense looked a little bit confused at times. They looked like they got a little bit gasped towards the end. Um, so, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Maybe this is their wake-up call as well, uh, and we'll see what they do going forward.
1: Yeah, it certainly was a kind of a letdown. Letdown let game. Um, you know, that, you know. I, but once again, I mean, all you got, you got, you just got to win. They'll forget about these games later in the season to an extent. Um, yep. Pretty much. Other than that, I thought it was pretty chalk across the board. I do want to point out, though, a huge injury. Huge, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that is Rodney Anderson of Oklahoma, their star running back. Going, he's out for the season, and so Kyler Murray is now the guy. Um, and so, a little concerning there for that, or you know, that I know, I know Oklahoma's loaded, but a little concerning there for them. They've got to figure out who's going to step into Anderson's void. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I there were some other games that I know yep. I want. To, there's one that you want to talk about because you called this straight up last week on the podcast.
0: I did. Arizona State over Michigan State. I said it on the pod. I wrote it on the Fun Tailgate blog. They won in a wild fourth quarter where they completed a comeback. They were down 13 points entering the fourth quarter. Co- 10 points, excuse me. They scored 13 to win, including a walk-off buzzer-beating field goal to win the game. Michigan State looked completely – just dummied throughout this game. And Arizona State's Manny Wilkins, their quarterback, threw for nearly 400 yards. This guy picked apart their defense, which, I mean, we got to give Herm Edwards a ton of credit because he's obviously, you know, he's had a lot of experience on both levels, uh, coaching, playing, all that good stuff. But he's gotten these boys ready to go, and I don't think they're going to make a ton of noise. They're 2-0 and right now in their – you know overall, and I don't think they're going to make a ton of noise in, in the uh, pac 12 South, but I mean, they look pretty fit, pretty good, and they have been able to do a ton of different stuff, whether it be you know, get the ball up into the air, they rushed for only 44 yards. I mean, that's probably the funniest thing about it, Matt, is they only gained only, quote unquote, gained 200 or 420 yards <laughs> still. I mean Well, let,
1: let me ask you this question, okay? If you had told me at the beginning of the season that Arizona State would be two and zero and Arizona would be zero and two, yeah, I would have been shocked. I would have been shocked. Yeah,
0: and our boy Klitkay yeah, not looking yeah, great.
1: He, Heisman looks already almost over for him after a nope. forty-five to eighteen shellacking by an underrated Houston Cougars team. Nope. Um, yeah, that's pretty devastating. Final shout out I want to give about Week Two: Kentucky. After yes, 40, thank you. Forty was it forty-one years? Yes, or was I right? Forty-one years. Forty-one years of not beating Florida. Yep. Finally, beat Florida.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: Florida, twenty-fifth in the team. You know, not that they're not bad, but they're certainly not Florida. We expect, but uh, that to me is is inc- it's incredible. It's
0: when do incredible. we need to start considering Benny Snell in the Heisman category? He has well, three hundred yards in two games.
1: I, I think he needs. I think he deserves a vote on a list. Um, no. And against Florida, it's pretty impressive against Florida. Okay, that that's definitely impressive to me. Um, but still, that being said, he's gonna have to. This team's gonna have to be good. A thirty. I'm sorry. No, it was not forty-one years. Thirty-one game losing streak. So essentially, thirty-one years yeah. of, of losing. Um, and they pretty much. I mean, after after halftime, they dominated. And you're right, Snell was was excellent. Um, and yeah, it's actually not a bad. Twenty-seven carries, one hundred seventy-five yards. Not a bad. He Kentucky averages game. over six yards a carry. Yeah. Now they're going to play Mississippi State in two weeks. Now you're gonna, So we're going to start to see. Big. That's a big game for them. Kind of if they want to make any, if they want to make any noise, and they want to have be some kind of an underdog story, they got to beat Michigan State. That'll put them on the map. That'll get them ranked. Uh, they got to play Georgia a little later. But yeah, anyway, so big win for them. Very excited for the Kentucky program. They deserve it. That was a good win by them yes Um, rocky start to dan mullins now for florida we got a lot of teams willie taggart in florida state dan mullen kevin Sumlin in arizona um number of eric number of teams that have a rocky start to a new coaching hire in college football but um we had talked about this earlier Gene, and and we mentioned i thought i was circling week three as a big fan a big week in college football big week in college football um so I'll, I'll, I'll we'll save the probably the biggest game, the night game, if you will, uh, for a little bit. Um, but I want to point out some potential. By the way, number of games canceled due to Hurricane Florence. Everyone stay safe. But yes, uh, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, and UCF versus North Carolina will all not play. They're all canceled games.
0: I'm waiting um, for because Lehigh plays it at Navy. I'm okay. waiting to hear if that gets canceled or not because that's pretty close to the bay. Uh, right. Right. So I think.
1: I, think I was the didn't want to play in for the water it, but now so,
0: I'm just going to yeah. stay put in Philly.
1: I get that. I get that. Yeah. I want to talk about a potential a trap game upset game right away because this is a team that we've talked about before. Oklahoma visiting Iowa State. Yes. Iowa yes. State. Yes. They're 17 and a half point favorites as they should be. But Iowa State has a way. Now unfortunately this game is not on a Friday cuz it's usually a Friday game that they win, but don't I wouldn't bet I wouldn't bet on this game because I think Iowa State is capable of upsetting somebody this year. We talked about how good that program's been, how far they've come.
0: Yeah, it's either Iowa State wins this or loses by like they win some. They the the margin's going to go from them losing by two to winning it outright, right. or them getting blown out by like thirty five points.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So just um, just a fun game to watch if you happen to catch it. Um, yeah. there's actually, uh, to me, the, the game that everyone's talking about is TCU, Ohio state, but there's another huge game on the radar here that I think people are, I don't know if they're forgetting about it. They're just overlooking. And that's a surprise to an extent LSU versus, um, having a brain fart here, uh, who are they playing? who are they play LSU, LSU versus, uh, Auburn. Auburn, 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 right. Yeah. LSU, Auburn. That's, that's,
0: that's a big deal.
1: Playoff contention. Big deal. Uh, yeah. visit. Uh, it's at Auburn, and so Auburn's about a ten and a half point favorite. And I understand that, um, but still, that could be a huge game. Don't count out the Tigers now.
0: No, I wouldn't. I mean, it's the battle between Tigers, so great joke there. Um, but no, I mean, Coach O has shown that he can really grind with us. Obviously, the big win over Miami in Week One, but I think they. I mean, it's going to be exciting to see how they how they fucking do in this game. I mean, that's at 3:30. It's a CBS game, so you definitely gotta, especially if it's raining, just take take a seat, watch this game. There's not really a ton else on this Saturday, um, in, at least in the afternoon, in terms of games, unless you have your school and stuff like that. I mean, Oklahoma plays it at noon, so that's going to be wrapping up right around then. You'll have the Michigan game, so you can flip over to that. But I, I don't think SMU is going to have that give them any trouble, Matt. So you no, uh, you me. might you might just have to have some Yahoo alerts set up. Yeah, but, I mean, no, I'm with you there. How about this? Stanford plays at two p.m. Eastern time at Stanford. That's an eleven a.m. start against UC Charlie. Davis. I guess they're all, you know, West Coast, so it's you know eleven a.m. for all of them. Uh, which, by the way, burned the fuck out of me for the Northwestern Duke game. I thought Duke was going to play slow. Oh. <laughs> they look really good. Got to give them a shout out. They got they got votes this week. Um, the other one I got to give a shout out to who plays Florida State at home it might have a really good shot of, of winning and I mean, going three 3-0.
1: Florida State barely beat Sanford, not Stanford, Sanford yep. last week. So yep, they look we, like they're in a little bit of trouble here.
0: Yep. We had this as a request during the bullpen card podcast from Monday night and slash Tuesday when it got released from Greg to talk about his Syracuse Orange, who have scored, gre- Matt, a grand total of one, 117 points. Their quarterback, Eric Dungy, is – tied his school record throwing five touchdown passes last Saturday. I mean, <laughs> this could be a potential upset city in this game. Let's see if we can find the the line for this because Florida State no longer ranked, so nothing on on my little board. I'm going to try to find this for us. But, I mean, a fun weekend. We mentioned LSU. We mentioned – I mean, Georgia plays Middle Tennessee. Mississippi State plays regular Louisiana. Um Alabama plays Ole Miss, which is normally a good game at the Grove. But Ole Miss doesn't look like they're a serious contender for the upset. Might make might take the points with them because they're twenty point, twenty one point home dogs. Um, another one though, before we get to the the big night game, is Boise State, Oklahoma State. That's I a think good that's game. Gonna be a,
1: another ranking mm-hmm.
0: that, that if Boise State stays good, I mean, if they win this, they they put themselves into some sort of you know, New Year's six type conversation be this year's uh, UCF. I don't think if they run the, if they run the table, they have a legit shot at the, at the playoff, but I don't know if, if they, you know, have some slip up game, like the Boise state teams of the BCS era did uh, if 11 and one Boise, 12 and one, because they win their conference championship. I don't know if they'd have a legit shot, but if they can win here, pull out some upset, they're only two and a half point dogs. Right. It be interesting to see Alexander Madison, Matt a as in, Matt as in game. your name M A T T I S O N, right? Is their running back, and he looks like he's a stud. But mm-hmm. I mean Taylor Cornelius, we talk about his name every week. But what a fucking Oklahoma name! I know what a great name. That guy is that guy can bomb the ball. Yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah. see. That should be a fun game to flip between LSU and Auburn. I
1: really, I really want to tune into that game because I, I just he's like a it's a fun game to me. Like, that's the way yeah. I see it. it's a fun game, fun game. Um, yeah. so definitely there'll be some shakers. We oh, I'm sorry, we we missed Oak we um
0: Ohio State TCU. Yep. Before Last we do that, game, I want to point out three point home dogs are the orange. Look out for this fucking game. I might might get in on this action. Greg, let's uh let's chat offline. But anyway, let's get to Oklahoma or TCU in Ohio State app.
1: Yeah. Last game before the uh suspension of Urban Meyer ends. And it's yep. by far their hardest game because they played well. I mean, they, they played um, they, they played cupcakes. Let's be honest, they haven't played anybody. So oh, yeah. huge game here for them. Um, pretty much their big. They're, it's the really only non-conference game that they have. It's of any value. So we'll see what happens. TC looks better than ever before. Um, this is an absolute huge game for both programs, in my opinion. Um, TC wants to prove that they've made it. And Ohio State wants to prove that they're, they're going to be a, a title contender, which a lot of people think they will be. So I'm I'm locked into this game. Cannot wait to watch
0: this. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a ton of fun to watch. I mean, you got two stud offenses with really good quarterbacks battling. Two pretty solid defenses, I would say. I mean, I'd, I'd probably say Ohio State's is better just on an all-around standpoint. But DC uses no layover i know you know we can talk about big 12 defenses all you want but still i think they're going to be I, th- I think they're going to show a a decent a decent challenge to them uh this is being played at and jerry world as well so i mean yeah that's gonna oh, get packed, gonna packed up game. with that's gonna get packed up with with fans on both sides because ohio state fans are everywhere but i mean it's only down the road from where tcu is so we're gonna see a pretty hostile environment in this game and i think it's gonna be a ton of fun to watch
1: no, I think so too. Yeah, the weird thing. So the weird thing is, like, is this going to be a heavy defensive game?
0: It so, could be. That's right, a really good point.
1: Both offenses have been have been pretty good. TC got off a little bit, but like, like Ohio State hasn't played anybody. So They're about to get tested by one of the best defensive minds in college football. I think this could be lower scoring than you think it's going to be.
0: Lower than the over under of sixty? You would take an under there.
1: I would think. I I think it could possibly be under. Absolutely. mm mm-hmm. So. I'm excited for this one though. And I, I'm, I, you know, I don't know without urban Meyer and with a really an untested um, Dwayne Haskins, who's looked great by the way, but he's played nobody Rutgers and Oregon state. Now he's going to play an actual defense. So what does Dwayne Haskins have? What about Mike Weber, um, Dobbins? I, I'm fascinated to see against a real defense, how this offense holds up. There's just no way they can be as efficient as they currently are. Um, so, yeah, and obviously hard part is you think you thought the other big game we'd have this weekend was a little later tonight, that night, Texas-USC. But USC's loss and Texas's complete – just, I mean, they haven't looked like the Texas we expected. Texas Definitely, is
0: some of my favorite right now in that game.
1: I'm, well, I, I mean, I, I think that's kind of a shame because, uh, you know, they, they barely beat Tulsa, by the way, 28-21. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have USC in this one. I just think there's – but then again, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into that week one loss against Maryland. But they lost to Maryland week one, so what do you want to say? Uh, by the way, Texas goes USC and TCU next week, so if TCU loses, they're going to be probably put a whooping on uh, on the Longhorns there. So, but maybe they bounce back. I don't want to, you know, count them too much out.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be an interesting game to flip over to in the commercials of Ohio State TCU. Uh, to see, right? Yeah, I mean, the other one to keep an eye out on the now ranked Sun Devils of Arizona going to San Diego state. These are late games and Washington going to Utah. I think that's pretty intriguing just because Utah's actually looked pretty solid and kind of like the Arizona schools. They're tough out at home. Mm -hmm. Um, Washington obviously had that loss week one. So this could be something that if, if Washington slips up, doesn't really look too strong and it could be, you know, potential put, you know, put the, uh, the playoff hopes to bed, but I think they should get it done, but don't sleep on this game.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's going to be a fun game. Like I said, a lot of really good games this week.
0: Yeah. You want to – you before we jump over to, to the NFL, do you want to talk Heisman updates? Or do you think it's too early to give a kind of thought on, well, on where think we're Will at? Well, Will
1: Greer – well, I mean, let's be quick. Real, Will Greer is the frontrunner still. Yeah. Still the frontrunner. Has done nothing to lose that post. Has looked like the best quarterback in college football outside of Tua, maybe. Um by the way, Ed Oliver, defensive tackle for Houston, is still getting a ton of love, which you love to see. Other yep. than him, it's all quarterbacks, running backs. Jonathan Taylor, bang, left his mark. He's really, with Bryce Love's lackluster start to the season, if it's going to be a running back, it's probably going to be Taylor. But I think really it's going to come down to quarterbacks, Kyler Murray to, uh, you know, we've talked Haskins, Herbert, Locke, um, Brett Ripon, Boise State, um, but – to me, it's really going to come down. I think it's going to be either Greer, Taylor, Murray, or Tua. That, to me, looks like my my big four. I yeah. think three of the four of them will definitely be in New York for the Heisman. But I'm still giving my votes to Greer at this point. He's done enough for me early on. No, I, think I it's A I little agree early, a little early, little. Early, little early. Yeah, I mean, I agree yeah. with that. By the way, 767 percent completions, nine touchdowns, one pick, seven hundred and sixty-one yards passing, QBR of ninety point four. He's doing pretty well for himself. So yeah, but they're going to start playing people. That's where we're going to start to really wriggle it out here. So yeah, yeah. They, yep, all right. It's pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, let's move over to the NFL. Oh, week, week big week. one, Matt. I think you and I both sat. We were not not in the same room, unfortunately, but we both sat in front of Red Zone all afternoon. Oh, and I, amazing. it moved a little bit when the countdown started. I that's it might have been the happiest set I've had since the Eagles won the Super Bowl.
1: It's an amazing at moment it, yeah, at first Eagles home opener. Yeah, what I a mean, week! Ele- it was electric. But you, but you always get so the weird thing is with the NFL, just even more so than college, because we forget how just regardless of how bad your franchise is, all of these teams have have elite talent. Um So, I still think. You know, any uh, you get surprised, quote unquote. But I think a lot of times we just forget how close these teams really are to each other. Um, And so, you know, fascinating to me there. Want to point out, by the way, the Thursday night game was a little boring if you're not a fan of one of the two teams, probably. Or if you're unless, or if you're a defensive guy. I was. I mean, we were there. I still thought the first half was electric. Being in the stadium, I I mean, that's how I felt coming out of it. I thought it was a great game, though. I mean, both defenses played super well. The Eagles' defense looks completely legit again. They look, it honestly looks like the strongest part of this team.
0: They and, look and, like they're better right. than last year.
1: Right. hmm Yeah. Um, and so a, a really gritty win for the Birds. Um, and I, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones need to kind of figure it out a little bit because they, they're not good in the red zone um, yep. at all. Yeah, yeah. What were your? Other than that, what were your takeaways from the from that from that opener game? Uh,
0: my takeaways, yeah. The defense, I think, looks better. Um, they, I'm glad they got Ajayi mixed in. I, I'm not sure why they didn't get him as mixed in as much in the first half. Uh, the The rotation of the the running backs was nice, and it was great to see Sproles still be in the mix and everything. Um, I would have liked to see a little more Corey, Corey Coleman. Uh, I know Wendell Swalwood, I get, I think got in for like three or four snaps. Um if you want to use him, I'd say figure out what his role is and kind of figure out what Corey Coleman's role is gonna be. I know they they have a lot, they have a lot of options, which is good. Uh the receivers they were you know, they were fine. They were, they were good enough. Foles obviously got the job done. Um but yeah, that defense, man. I mean, that's the biggest takeaway, I think. That and our offensive line looks pretty nice
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I want to point out, by the way, there's a big um, injury here. Two big injuries for the Falcons. Deion Jones will be back, and Keanu Neal tore his ACL. Those yep. are two huge injuries uh, for the Falcons moving forward, as they're already asking questions about their $150 million quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just be be prepared. It was a little um, – yeah, that's tough if you're a Falcons fan, thinking you're going to come out and win. Also, Deontay Freeman. Devontae Freeman, excuse me, was dinged up with a knee injury. That was interesting as well. Um, yeah. Well, Let's walk through a couple games here. I don't know, We don't necessarily need to review each one. Um, let's start with the game that I love the description on ESPN, by the way. Yep. So it's the Steelers and the Browns, and the caption is, well, the Browns didn't lose. 21-21. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. Um, brutal. I mean, I watched the game and it was fun to watch, but if you were a football purist and you like execution, you didn't like this game. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so I didn't watch it snap by snap, I just had it on red zone. But I mean, Big Ben looked really rusty,
1: and yet, and yet, Juju and AB. Both had almost had 100. Games. I mean, had big games, right? And James Conner, big game. Go on. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but I thought that was No, fascinating.
0: No, 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 That's a really good point because Big Ben threw for over 300 yards. But, I mean, he still looked rusty. He was 23 for 41. I mean, he threw all those different picks. The Browns' defense, I mean, they took full advantage of it. But you can see how just tough the Browns' offense is going to be to watch. Tyrod Taylor led them in rushing, and he only – rushed eight times he looked pretty bad under yeah. center five 15 for 40 i know it's wet and i know it's raining um but he missed a lot of open throws that could have made the difference in this game and you know i, I don't know what else to say i mean they're the only t- they're not the only team to not win when they've had a plus five turnover margin but the there's four teams that have lost one team that's tied which is this browns team and the others i think it's like 137, 137 times you've won when you have a plus five turnover difference. So, I mean, it's the easiest thing to say is whoever, you know, any other team would have taken care of this game. The Steelers were practically begging the Browns to beat them.
1: I know. And they blocked miles
0: Garrett though. Can we talk about him for a second? He, he looked, he looked unreal in that. Yes.
1: game. Yes. Yeah. He was body. I mean, and that's a really good, I mean, I think that's a really good Steelers line. Yep. Um and he came up huge, uh, two sacks, three tackles for a loss. Um, yeah, I, I was really he looked uh, like a number one overall pick. I mean, he he looked great. Yeah. Yep. Um. So when- yeah, Denzel Ward was did did you know this is a this is the fourth overall pick in the draft? Looked really good as well. Yep. Um. They're so
0: Treppers, all their young draft picks from the last couple of years looked really good in that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely thought I mean, there's a lot of positives you can take out if you're a Browns fan, Brown fan. I know they didn't win, but I still think there's a lot of positives you can take out if you're a Browns fan, but they want a victory. And the unfortunate part, and we'll get to them, is who their next opponent is. But I don't want to jump to that yet. Um, I want to stay in week one. Um, I thought the Vikings showed that they're ready. Yep. And the 49ers I actually thought did a better job than people are giving them credit for. I know Garoppolo wasn't he lost the game, um, but on the road against a really good defense, they lost by basically a touchdown. Um, without Jared McKinnon, Marquise Goodwin hurt early. I, yep. I was more impressed with this um, with this team than I think people can cover. Those look like two really good teams, but the Vikings look like they're ready to be a contender. I thought at least early.
0: Yep. No, I agree with that. I think, I mean, I, I think Kirk Cousins looks like he was their quarterback last year. Yeah, they right. clicked on so many different levels, which is awesome. Good for the Vikings. I think they certainly lived up to the hype they brought into this season. Uh, the one I was pretty down on was the Saints.
1: Oh, so down. I mean, that's an embarrassing performance. Not by, The offense did yeah, everything offense they the offense was great. Right. But defensively, 48 points? They got yeah. blitzed in the first half by Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's an embarrassment to me if you're the Saints defense. You expected high things. Their all-pro rookie corner Marcus Lattimore got beat miserably, miserably, um, which is shocking to me because he really didn't even have a weakness, it looked like, last year. Um, no pass rush. It's just, I, he was just stunned, stunned by their performance, lack of performance defensively. Offense looks great. The one thing you thought with Drew Brees is if he could get any kind of a resemblance of a defense, which you thought he had last year, they'd be good. So, yeah, I'm disappointed there.
0: Yeah. And I also want to talk about the Jaguars. That GMA is the Giants. They come over, they win it because of a fumble at the very end of it. But I think they still looked pretty solid. Well, I defensively, know.
1: they look great. And there really yeah. was one run from Saquon. So, Saquon had a 50, 65, 65 yard touchdown run. Okay. Yep. But if you take that away, he had 17 carries for 40 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a great day No. for the second overall pick. Now, yeah, that was a gutsy win by the Jags without Leonard Fournette, although my concern for them is you know, you can't afford to be a one-man offense outside of your quarterback. Like yeah. if Fournette goes down, you still have to be a good team. They won the game. That's all that matters, though. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm with you there. I um, also thought Patrick Mahomes looked great. I was about to ask you, yeah. In his debut, uh, very, very solid there. And by the way, fun fact of the day for you Dak Prescott, since Carson Wentz's ACL injury, Dak Prescott has scored as though this, since Carson Wentz went tore his ACL, has thrown for as many touchdown passes as Carson Wentz and Trey Burton. Yep. He's thrown for one. Yep. So
0: that's an issue there if you're the Cowboys. has thrown two. Yep. Yeah. The other one I wanted to talk about quickly, and I want to ask you, how much should we believe in the Ravens? Because they decimated the Bills. The Bills. It was the Bills. I know. But still, in a rainy day, Joe Flacco was dropping dimes left and yeah. right to his receivers.
1: The Bills are terrible.
0: But I will tell
1: you this. For the Ravens, for the Ravens, their defense is excellent, Yep, and we knew that. And the offense now looks good enough. Three new wide receivers. Michael Crabtree, Willie, Willie Seed, and John Brown, all three caught a touchdown pass. That's really important to me if you're a Bills, a Ravens fan. They they look good. They look like they're ready to make a difference and be a playoff team. I was really impressed by that performance. That they, they, they didn't just beat the Bills. They routed them. And I know it's the Bills, but once again, go big, go home.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, they look they look solid on all levels. And Joe Flacco that, still only – he only complete completed – he completed 25 passes, but for for 236 yards, that's less than 10 yards to throw. So, I right. mean, that's pretty – or a, a completion, I should say. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty solid. Um, other late games, you mentioned the Cowboys. The Redskins, I thought, looked decent, but the Cardinals look a lot lower than I thought they were going to. Yeah, bad um, game there
1: by the Cardinals. Yeah, really bad game
0: there. And I think – do we need to believe in Case Keenum still?
1: I mean, they played a beat. Uh, they played a somewhat damaged Seahawks defense. We talked about this a little bit. I, I think he did what they wanted him to do, and they won. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he looked better than I was expecting. I actually thought he would kind of throw out a dud gate week one, but he's pretty impressive there. But Von Miller, I mean, three sacks, two forced fumbles, and recovered one of them. That's pretty much speaks volumes for how the game went for Seattle. Um. So yeah, it's no, nothing abs-
0: though.
1: Absolutely compared
0: yeah. to. The only man that's done it twice. A fumble, forced fumble, a fumble recovery, an interception, an interception return for a touchdown. What was the fifth one? I'm trying to think of what the fifth one is, but Khalil Mack, Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh The Bears, I mean, if not for just an ungodly, and I mean this literally ungodly, performance because what Aaron Rodgers did rising from the grave is something out of thriller. It's something like somebody sacrificed their hand and has a silver hand. Now it's a Harry Potter reference. There's some, something crazy happened to get Aaron Rodgers out on the field to have that comeback. But the bears should be incredibly excited. I think they were clicking on a lot of different levels. I thought in the first half, Mitch Trubisky looked really good. In the second half, he looked a little shakier, but they – I mean, they, they look really good. And their defense still look pretty solid. And if what's-his-face does bring in that interception, that goes right through his hands two plays before the – before, as you can hear, Matt's little uh, dog and – is it nephew dog-in-law um, in the background. If, they, if he gets that catch, then that's game over. It's game over, man. Yeah. I mean – but – what Aaron Rodgers did cannot be understated enough. He completed 20 for 30. He threw for 286 yards, three touchdowns. Randall Cobb turned back the clock. I mean, obviously, he has the 86 yard runaway and, you know, help seal that deal two plays after the slip through its hands play for, for the Bears. But, I mean, I think this is a game that has to be. It sucks if you're a Bears fan. It's a real gut punch because Aaron Rodgers once again does it. He made the comment he was not going to sit in the locker room at halftime and let the let the Packers go on the field without him. He made it sound like he was going to play in a wheelchair if he had to, to to play the Bears. Which, just as a lover of rivalries, I love to hear that from from someone, even someone like Aaron Rodgers, who can tear up a team basically now whenever he wants to. He could have a bum leg or not. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny how much they were talking about. All the different things Chris Collinsworth was about how Aaron Rodgers was doing the quick throws, not pivoting on his left knee because that's the knee he hurt. Uh, they started using golf and all that sort of stuff to try to hammer home the point to all of us, you know, you know, has-beens that watch the sport. And I, you know, I was never was to quote Coach Riley from the Mighty Ducks, but I, I mean, that game Matt was just insane to yeah. see.
1: No, it was wild. I thought, um, you know, a couple things to note. I meant, when you asked me who was going to win the a- NFC NFC North, I said Aaron Rodgers. I didn't say the Packers because I'm not saying they don't have talent on the field, but it r- really is as close to a one man team as you can get. Yep. Um, but I have to be a little concerned about their future because they, you know, could, This is a good pivot here. They're playing the Vikings this week. Now he says he's playing. Looks like it's an MCL sprain. So you Ooh. know, he he can play through it. He can play, but. He's gonna get a little beat up here by the Vikings. Even with his injury, they're still one point favorites at home against the Vikes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So interesting there. Uh, clearly, you know now you know why he's considered the best player in um, in football. Yep. That alone right there should give you enough. Oh, uh, no, know I've, why? Yeah. So let's talk about this coming week so tomorrow. This is recorded on Wednesday. Little well, yep. Thursday night action. We've just talked about this team, the Ravens visiting the Bengals. Now, Bengals come off a big win week one against Indianapolis and a revamped Colts team, aka Andrew Lux back. Um, the Ravens. This is a good game. To, are they for real? Are they as good as they looked week one? Yep. Um, and for Cincinnati, you know, can they continue to to move forward with same old, but you know, a talented roster that we talked about in the preseason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, one-point favorite there. Do you have a, a thought on this game with that one-point line, which is a normal
0: ravens Bengals line, by the way? Yeah, it is. I mean, they both play each other hard. That whole AFC North plays – now that the Browns are starting to finally pull themselves out of the basement, they're finally looking a little better. but That's, good. That's a good division up there. Now, Yeah, now it's probably one of the more competitive divisions in football, and it, it can be – I mean, we see these kinds of lines all over the place. What I want to see, because – we saw really positive signs out of the Bengals in their first game. Andy Dalton looked pretty solid for the most part. Um, I mean, he had a couple interceptions as did Andrew Luck on the other side, part of how they won. AJ Green looked, looked great. Joe Mixon looked really good in his first game back. So we'll see how the Bengals come out. I think though, you're absolutely right. This is a, are the Ravens for real? Because I think they could try to pick apart that Bengals defense. Uh Uh-huh. And we'll see. I like the the Ravens in this. I I have them here on ESPN as a one point dog, but I think it's just because of Thursday night football, honestly. Which is why I kind of get, I always get weary about Thursday night because anything can fucking happen. It's a weird, weird yeah. game, and we see we've seen time and time again teams that look like they should railroad different their opponents struggle right. on Thursday okay. night. So it's it's kind of a buyer beware if you're going to bet into this game. The over-under set at 44, so that tells you a lot of a team that just dropped over 40 points of what (laughs) they think about this game and why Thursday night's so wonky. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens here, but I'm I'm probably not going to actually bet money on this game. No, I'm taking the Ravens
1: here as well, though. I think they're legitimate, a little more legit than the Bengals. I'm still pretty high on the Bengals, but I think they're a little better than the Bengals. No, I'm very comfortable and confident in taking the Ravens uh, in this one. It's a, but it's it's a divisional slugfest, so your assumption is it's going to be you know it's going to
0: be a war. Yep. Um, but I do like
1: the Bat- Ravens in this one. Um, no, absolutely. Yep. Uh,
0: no, no, no totally agree. Uh,
1: diving right into the one o'clock slate: Panthers visiting the Falcons mm-hmm. at the Mercedes-Benz, though, for, for future Super Bowl site. Panth- mm-hmm. Atlanta's a six-point favorite. What are your early thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah, so Atlanta, I, th- I think they're thinking home opener, a lot of noise, Panthers are coming off a, a pretty dominant win over the Cowboys. Mm-hmm.
1: Although thinking, they did struggle a little bit. I mean,
0: a little bit, but still. Yep. I mean, they took care of it, and Cam Newton still looks like the fucking bulldozer that he is. Mm-hmm. I think they're thinking that the, the – Falcons offense bounces back. Cause I mean, Julio Jones still had nearly 170 yards. He red zone beat damned. I think they're thinking Matt Ryan's completion percentage gets better than sub 50%. And you know, I, they play well at home. I know last wow. year, I think they had this same game where they didn't play that great in week two at, at home against the, I think it was the Packers on Sunday night football. Um, but I don't know. Six points seems like a lot in this game for how how much their defense struggled, and that's before losing a couple key players, as you pointed out you yeah. know, at the top of this. So I don't know. I'm going to take the Panthers and the points here, but I kind of like Atlanta to win. But I'm going to take the Panthers and the points.
1: Okay, I'm actually I'm going to go the same way as you're going to go here. Um, I okay. do think the Falcons beat were a little beat up defensively. You lose your middle linebacker. Deion Jones is expected, was expected to lead the league in tackles this year. Yep. That's a huge loss in the middle. Um, I know they're at home. I just think the Panthers are going to be – assuming Keekly is healthy. <laughs> yep. and have the best linebacker, in my opinion, middle linebacker in football. So I'm taking the Panthers here. But I I don't know if they – I I think I have them winning outright. You have them winning outright. No, yeah. I do. I have them winning outright. I just – there's something about the Falcons didn't – yeah, Matt Ryan is, is is there's something there they've got to figure out. This is not the team to figure it out against, in my opinion.
0: Yep, uh, I agree with that. I like that a lot. Let's move over. I got next Chargers Bills also at one o'clock. Chargers open this up as a seven and a half point That's favorite. It? Did they just yeah. did
1: they did they watch what happened? Yeah, I, know I don't I know, know what they're thinking.
0: but... Because the Chargers didn't look bad against the Chiefs. No,
1: no, they he played the Chiefs, and really Andy, Andy Reid had a six months to prep for that game. And that's, you know, if you remember him from Philly after a bye week, Andy Reid dominated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: man, I have the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I, I have the Chargers winning this by a landslide. Uh,
1: me too. They have all the offensive weapons now. They don't have Joey Bosa yet, but what, but I saw. I think they're they easily cover seven and a half with Josh. Especially Allen with Josh starting. Allen starting. Yeah, like. Nothing else going on offensively yeah. or really even defensively. I think this is a, I think it's a disrespect to the Chargers there.
0: Yeah, I think I think they're probably just thinking they're coming east. I think they had this game last year and I think yeah. they struggled against the Bills. But this was a Bills team that had Terod Taylor. They they were better last year where they struggled. So I think mm-hmm. that's part of it. Is is kind of a we have we've seen this story before. So yeah, but I, no, I think I've it's different. To- the Bills, the Bills look really bad, and it's going to be it's. Huff, if you're a Buffalo fan.
1: If this if this was home for the Chargers, even though I don't, I don't love their home, I'd take them as my cold hard lock. They're not, but I would take them if they were at home. I yeah. would. Um, yeah. Uh, next game I have here, Packers. Vikings visiting the Packers. Kind of touched on this before. Green Bay comes, as, comes in as only a one-point favorite. Um, it's all about Aaron Rodgers' health here, really. That's the way yeah. I look at it. Um, I have concerns. They didn't run the ball particularly effectively. Jamal Williams, 15 carries. Forty-seven yards last week against a. Well, I know that the, I know that with Khalil Mack, but I thought that against a okay Bears defense, they'd do a little bit more. I have very I have serious concerns about the Packers. I don't. I hate to bet against Aaron Rodgers, but I have some serious concerns here.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I'm I'm taking the pa- the Vikings with the points here. Yeah, me Just too. Just because I think the Bears were able to get up on them before Aaron Rodgers got down as well. And I think the Vikings yeah. can do that with a better, oh, a more definitely. experienced quarterback, a mm-hmm. better receiving core, and even and a better a, run game. And even
1: a better defense. Because yes, looks- great, but but the the Vikings defense is absolutely for real. Um I don't put anything past Aaron Rodgers, so I wouldn't necessarily bet on this game either, but I'm yeah. taking the Vikings in this one, absolutely.
0: Yep. No, I totally agree. Uh the next one's intriguing because I'm not sure how the Texans are only a point and a half point favorite. Or a point and a half favorite at Tennessee, yeah. Because if you watched that game, I know that they scored seventeen points after everything was said and done in the fourth quarter, but the Titans still struggled a bit. And you, you'd expect the Texans to lose up in New England. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I know that's another road game for them, but I, I liked enough of what I saw out of the Texans, and they're playing a much weaker Tennessee team than than the New England team. That's pretty solid
1: yeah I think it's on the road. I think that's why you see that line. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say I was blown away by Deshaun Watson, but you know what the Patriots do? This is what they do you know. Um, I let the Texans here as well to yeah. win and cover it one and a half wait, what is one and a half? yeah I'm not out on the Titans as a competitive squad. I just I do right. I have questions. I have questions about that entirely. Yeah, show a
0: little more. Right. Yeah. So I'm with you there. Right. I the Arizona Texans struggles against the Texans defense.
1: Absolutely. Tyron Matthew was their shining star uh, in a very dim performance overall. I thought for the Texans. Not that it was bad. I just it was kind of uninspiring to an extent. And I know they're yeah. playing the Patriots. That's what you do. But Tyron Matthew looked great. You expect J.J. Watt and J- J. Davian Clowney to get going, and against the Titans, they can do that. So yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I like that game. Um, by the way, this next game, I mean, it's like what's going to happen. Yeah, Browns visiting the Saints. This and the wild card bowl. Right. I mean, if you'd asked me Saturday, I would have told you, oh, Saints, this is my pick of the week. But it's after what, mile, I saw, yeah. what I saw, what I mean, how do I now – I just think the problem is the offense at the Superdome is just going to explode. And I think the Browns' defense has improved, but I think the offense is just going to explode on the Browns. They're eight-and-a-half-point favorites from New
0: Orleans. Yep. I, I think – I mean, I'm Drew Brees threw 439 yards last week. I think he's going to do that again.
1: I think the Browns are better than the Buccaneers.
0: you think they're better than defense? I,
1: I do, but I think the problem is Drew Brees is going to be pissed, and this yeah. defense is going to be pissed. Yeah. And I, I, think, jo- I think Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry are good, are good weapons. Yeah. Uh, and they have a decent stable of running backs, but I just think the Saints are going to come out wanting to just statement themselves. Yeah. Poor Browns after a, a gutty performance, sloppy but gutty performance against, you know, a, a a not even not even a rival, but really a divisional opponent who's been smoking them. This is not their week to me. Don't they're not my lock, the Saints, but it's not my week. I have the Saints winning and covering. I have the same. Yep. I'll, oh, by the way, I'll root for the Browns. I want the Browns to win.
0: Yeah I'd love to see it win. I'd love yeah. to see them win. I root for them every week. Um yeah, yeah next I've got a surprising
1: 1-0 Dolphins team and a, visiting a surprising 1-0 Jets team. Um, Sam Darnold apparently is the savior of New York already. you got to love New York media. Poor Broadway guy. Sam Did think he played well, though. I was really impressed by his performance um, against a Lions team that seemed a little out of sorts early. Yeah. Um, Jets are three-point favorites. What are your thoughts in on this, on this one?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we saw a great running game from the Jets, and I think that was a big part of why Sam Darnold could have such an impressive debut. It's weird to talk about the Dolphins because they had that split-up game. Ryan Tannehill looked decent in his first game back. Their running game looked okay. I th- The thing that's going to be the big difference maker is going to be how, do the, how does the Jets' defense respond to such a huge week last week? I mean are they going to come out and dominate this Miami team or are they going to put up a dud? And it's kind of a, will they, won't they, what the hell is going to happen here type of game. I don't know. I still like the jets to cover this. I feel like they're about a touchdown favorite over the dolphins just because they're a little, the dolphins are a little shaky, but I mean, we've seen crazier things happen, but I don't know. I, I, I like that jets run game against that dolphins defense. So I'm gonna th-
1: I'm gonna be opposite
0: here. I actually
1: like the Dolphins winning this one. Okay. I think the Dolphins. Um, I think the Dolphins are better than people give them credit for. They got pretty okay. beat down by critics all summer. Um, I like the Dolphins this one to surprise. I think the Jets come back down to earth a little bit. I still like the Jets long term, uh, defensively and offensively. But I think Adam Gase case bruce something up here and and i like i for some reason just have a feeling
0: i like the dolphins here okay okay all right so we had three more one o'clock games next one i got is steelers at the chiefs chiefs open this up at a four point favorite what are your thoughts on this matt love the chiefs here even on the road. And I know the Steelers
1: are they, – they, they gutted it out. I just was so impressed with Patrick Mahomes. I know teams are going to do things, but the weapons he has at his disposal offensively, I've been high on him for a while. He throws an incredible football. Seems smart enough to understand Andy Reid's offense. Yep. And Tyreek Hill, is there a faster player in the game right now? I talk touches about when- the ball, Touches the ball, he's gone.
0: Yeah. He ran down when they thought – when the – Chargers thought they had a scoop and score opportunity and no one was running cuz the whistle had been dead had made the play dead. Tyreek Hill all of a sudden as this guy just kept running. Yeah. Just appeared on the screen. Yeah. And he looks like he was just like walking. That's how that's how like fast he moves with a couple strides.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there as well. Um yeah, I thought um he's one of the most explosive players in the NFL, first of all. And uh second of all, they did all this with a relatively quiet game. Jason uh, Travis Kelsey had one catch and, um, and even Kareem hunt wasn't necessarily explosive. And yet they, they won this game. So I like them over the Steelers here, which would be a shocking Oh, one and one start for the Steelers, but I'm taking them in, in, in week two. I'm taking the chiefs uh, with that offense. And I think a, an okay defense to get by against the this This I think this is going to be an absolute shootout, in my opinion. If the Sears will not have any chance, it's going to have to be a shootout. Fifty-two point five points, which is almost a college line, if you will. I think it's going to be a hot. It's, it's the highest scoring potential game of the week, according to Vegas. I think this is going to be that way, and that's I'm taking still taking the Chiefs. Um, this should be an absolute fun fantasy game to watch, though.
0: I am doing the same exact thing. I'm taking Chiefs plus four, uh, and I agree. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. James Conner, I think, is is the X factor here. Um, I think it's going to be a ton of fun to watch, and I think a number of different players. We're going to see how they respond to weeks they had. Whether Tyree Kill can, you know, do it again, almost get a you know a thirty burger again, and G- James Conner if he can follow up on it. Uh, Big Ben, I think, needs to needs to look a little better. Did you see him coming in on that uh like the scooter today to practice? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. With the- <laughs> All the different injuries there. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. But I agree. You, now Plus you can more. see why
1: he wants to retire every offseason.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the guy, the Let's
1: get like the, like, the next game on our list. Touch on that last.
0: Sure. We can touch on the Eagles last. Right. Yeah. The last one o'clock game, then, is Colts at the Redskins. Very interesting game here, Matt. Yeah. I'm Redskins open this up at six I'm point gonna, favorites.
1: Yeah. I'm with you there as well. That's a weird line to me. Six points. Yeah. I like it. It's just weird. Um, Andrew Luck looked fine. A yeah. lot of throws, though. Um, another game that I think if the Colts want to win has to be high scoring because I think their defense is just not that great. Um, yeah,
0: it's a tough defense.
1: Yeah, I'm. you know what? I'm still going to – I'm all over the map on this one. I'm trying to come up with a decision. Yeah. Um, I definitely think this is close. I, I like the Colts to at least cover. I'm just trying to figure out if I want to take them or not here.
0: Okay. So this is our second ATS that we're going to disagree with. I'm going to take the Redskins to cover oh, the right? six-point po- six okay. spread.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts to cover the six but lose the game.
0: This okay. is a tough
1: start for a team that I think is better than they were last year, for sure.
0: Okay, all right. The next one, though, I have is the absolute lock of the week. I,
1: I'm with you, too. Couldn't agree more. That's what yeah. <laughs> Well, same page here
0: the Los Angeles Rams hosting the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, holy shit, man. They're t- they open this as 12 and a half point favorites, so betting this is going to be tough. Yeah. But I mean, the the Rams clicked on all levels last week. Mm-hmm. Against the against the Raiders.
1: After a slow first half they did, yes.
0: Yeah, agree. but still, I mean, they still looked pretty solid. I mean, you kind of thought that the Raiders were going to try to jam it down your throat because that's just Gruden ball. But you know, their their defense stood stood up to the test, and they made Derek Carr have to beat him. and they they lived up to it. And Jared Goff yeah. did his thing. Todd Gurley really did his thing. So you know, I, I think point favorites. Yeah, twelve and a half is what I got here.
1: I uh, I, haven't, I haven't beaten over that at home against yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm
0: going to take the I'm going to take uh, they beat that spread as well. But it is, I mean, that's a an absolute definite survivor pick of the week for the Los Angeles Rams. But
1: no, I'm with you there as well, hundred percent. Who, you,
0: right who do you think is the is the top player on that? Or, I, I'm going to rephrase it this way because Todd Gurley is definitely the number one. What receiver of the Rams is the most intriguing to you? Because Brandon Cooks led the way with yards, but we saw Cup get a lot of get some yep. catches and a touchdown. Yep. We saw Woods kind of trying to get into the mix, and Goff just missed him. He overthrew or underthrew him.
1: Nine targets, nine targets to Woods, three catches. Exactly. I'm actually all in on Cooper Cup. I think this guy has an opportunity to be a really, really good season slot guy, mostly for them. But I think. So he's my like He's my most intriguing receiver. I think there's just such an upside for him. Yeah. But that being said, I got to tell you, I think what makes McVeigh's offense so good is they're going to mix it up between all of them. He wants to have a team that's just consistently moving. Like he wants to spread it out. He doesn't want to have a dominant guy. Yeah, you're going to take deep shots to to cooks. But I, that's why I like this team. The balance that I see is just really nice offensively. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I'm very. Intrigued by this offense, which woke up. I was not intrigued in the first half, by the way, but they woke up in the second half. No, um, I totally for agree. Sure, without a doubt, that part definitely was exciting to me. The one position I think that they need to see if they can get anything out of would be Tyler Higby at tight end. He's yep. a, he was a he was a he was a, a a fourth round pick, but he had a lot of promise coming out of Western Kentucky. A lot of, a lot of teams really liked him. 6'6", 255. He needs to. Do a little bit in his, in his uh, third season in the NFL, in my opinion. And I agree. If you had a tight end, oh my God, this offense would be next level.
0: Yeah. This offense could be 07 Patriots like, I think. Right. Well, mm-hmm. let's move on to, the, to what I think is a, a loser leaves town type of situation for the Lions and the 49ers. Lions got embarrassed, Matt Patricia's debut. 49ers open the six point favorites. It looked like they could possibly get it done against the, the Vikings, as we mentioned. But uh, we need to see what Jimmy Garoppolo does. And, you know, how how can he respond? Right. Well, no I mean, what do you think of, in this game?
1: Well, Matt Patricia's team can't play any worse. I got to be honest. Yeah. And I still think the 49ers win. Yeah. I do, Six I, points, though. I think the Lions cover, but I have the yeah. 49ers winning.
0: I'm in the same boat as you. I I take San Francisco plus six, but I think Detroit or uh, uh or no the Detroit plus six, but San Francisco wins. Um, yeah, it's a, a weird line, but kind of probably to try to get people to buy continue to buy into Jimmy Garoppolo. But yeah, I'm with yeah. you there.
1: But yeah, I think the kind of a weird one, though, and I think yeah, it's a big game for them to get back on track if they want to have any shot at the uh, Rams this year.
0: Yeah, and everyone towards everyone's dark horse team,
1: All right. Now, our first 425 game on the docket, Yep. the Oakland Raiders visiting the divisional rival Broncos. I was actually impressed with John Monday. I know they lost. I thought Derek Carter didn't play right. I was impressed. And I okay. actually have the Raiders winning this game, covering this, obviously, if they're winning, yep. against the Broncos team that I thought was better, was okay against the, uh, the Seahawks. I like the Raiders to find a way here in this game. Mostly because I don't think the Broncos have the same kind of offense that the Rams have.
0: So okay. I expect,
1: some, I expect some big boy football. I'm going to be excited to watch the Raiders' offense versus the versus Von Miller and the Broncos' defense.
0: That's what I think about this game, too. I think it's going to be a big defensive battle. I would take the under of 46 on this. Uh, that's part of why I also am taking Oakland plus six, but I, I think the Broncos still win. yeah. But no, I mean it's it's going to be interesting. But
1: expect Philip Lindsay to have 15 carries. Exactly. Like I can't,
0: I can't buy. I could maybe buy into Case Keenum having a nice game again, but I can't think that he has as good of a game because I don't think their running backs are going to open it up for him as much. Right.
1: No. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Um, But defense is going to be good. Yeah, I know. Final four o'clock game. Wow, what an opening slate for the Patriots. Yep. Did the, the Jaguars even go home? So the ja- pa- oh no, I'm sorry. The Patriots are visiting the Jags. So the Patriots yeah, exactly. travel down to Jacksonville. They are still one point favorites, which you expect because they're the team most people think is going to win the Super Bowl. Um, so thought this. I mean, to me, it's a toss up, just like the line states. Yep. Let's just quickly mention Gronk. looked. stunning. Gronk,
0: Gronk looks unreal.
1: Stunning against the Texans. Yeah. Yep. So I was really impressed with him. I think if Leonard Fournette does not play, I take the Pats in this game. I think it's really low scoring, but I take the Patriots. I think okay. if Fournette plays, I'll take the Jags. But I'm gonna pick the Pats as one point favorites to win because I am I'm too. assuming Fournette's gonna be dinged up to some extent.
0: Yeah, I was gonna take it no matter what, even if he's fully healthy, I think the Patriots okay. can get this. I think they have their number. I think Tom Brady just kind of he knows how to pick apart teams like this. These young teams that have inexperienced quarterbacks, kind of young defenses, even ones as good as what the Jaguars look like they're cooking. I just he's got the secret sauce, man. Tom (laughs) Tom Brady knows how to do it. And with Gronk looking like how he did last week, I think it could be like a 10 point win for them. Yeah. No, I uh, okay. I don't I think, I think over like, on the forty five points
1: here. <laughs> okay, all right. I, yeah. I think I, I think it's a little bit of a grind for both teams. Um, but I like I said I still like the Pats in this one. I you know okay. that's why we picked him a lot of people picked him to go all the way. Um, no, I get that. Um let's talk about the, the late game. A historic rivalry, if you will. Mm-hmm. Giants, Cowboys, Giants visit Big D, which is in somewhat turmoil right now. Uh, a pick Apparently rumor has it that Des Bryant and Jerry Jones, by the way, hung out at a concert recently in Dallas. That's just oh. speculation, but I wanted to bring it out to
0: you. Ho-ho. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's intriguing there.
1: They could use the help. At a definitely
0: you know, use the help. We already made Shaky. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know
1: what? You saw what the Panthers did. I don't know if the Giants have the same personnel as the Panthers defense, but you put eight guys in the box. And you go, go ahead, beat us with your arm, Dak, because we're not going to let Zeke get anything.
0: Exactly. And their secondary looks great.
1: Yep. Travis Fredericks is the Giants, man. I'm taking the Giants here, too. I, you know, I think the Cowboys have some serious issues, a very, uh, just a lack of skill position players. I could see this being somewhat of a low scoring game because I think the Dallas defense is better than I want to give them credit for. Um, there's a lot of weapons though for for da- uh, for the Giants, and you think that Saquon and uh, and Beckham don't want to shine in the in the lights at Jerry World come on. No. no, I like your pick of the Giants. I'm taking them too in this game to obviously win and cover that three point line that Dallas gets.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah. What about this? What about this Monday night game?
0: Yeah, this Monday night game is gonna be fun. Yeah, you got this- the Seahawks visiting the Bears, opening up Soldier Field. Brian Erlacher's getting nom- or getting honored for getting into the Hall of Fame. This gonna be fun to watch, Matt. I mean, we saw that defense get it together in that first half against the against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah. Russell Wilson looked looked pretty solid in Week One.
1: Don't the Bears deserve to win this game though? Like I after getting still. Aaron Rodgers like that, and that's the only reason. I mean, I like a lot of what the Bears have. That's the reason why I'm taking them. I think they just I deserve am too- the victory. Um, and I think Khalil Mack's an absolute force. Um, I don't want to go any farther on that trade, but I think I think he's an absolute monster, and I think he gets it done.
0: Yeah, I think he plays Russell Wilson. He's the foil to Russell Wilson, and then that forces them to either have to go to quick, quick slants, which I think their secondary is practicing, covering that, practicing any which way that they can get a jump on Russell Wilson in those situations. And I think... You stack the box just like we were talking about with the Giants and make that Seattle run, you know, rushing core try to be the difference maker. And I don't think they can be. I think the uh, Bears defense too. can do it. Right. Yeah, I too. think that Mitch Trubisky at home coming off a high of how well he played at Lambeau Field, I think against a you know, as you said, a kind of incomplete Seattle defense, I think he can get the job done. No, I'm with I, you too. I really like the Bears in this game.
1: No, I do too. I do definitely as well. Um, yep. Oh, we both have a safe pick there. Last game. We waited. The Eagles traveling south to beautiful Tampa, Florida. Three and a half point favorites on the road with Nick Foles starting again. Yep. Against Fitz Magic and a surprising one and Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Yep. What do we think in here?
0: So I think it's Can the Fitz magic happen again? Okay. How does the, how do the Eagles respond to the Fitz magic in terms Uh, of their defense, which I think they will very strongly. And most importantly, how does Nick Foles look against this Tampa defense? It didn't look that great against, against new Orleans. They let up 40 points, but I think he needs to look a little better than he did against Atlanta. And I think if you can incorporate, we talked about it a little bit. If you can get just get the running stable a little more stabilized, not to be completely punny on this, but Ron J.
1: Ron J. Early.
0: Yeah. I think if say? they can get this, I, I think the Eagles are going to win. Okay. Because I really don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick going to be able to get this going. Because what we forget about that Saints defense, and I wanted to make the point before, but. Last year they were very good, but in 2014, 15, and 16, they let up. They were like right. close to the bottom in the NFL they in terms of yards allowed.
1: year, right? No, I agree with that. They've been terrible defense for a long time.
0: So I think that's a lot of it. And the Superdome, things always turn into track meets there, which we'll eventually get to when the Eagles go down to New Orleans. But should be fun. I just I don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick can do the Fitz magic again against this defense because I think. Mike Evans is gonna get is gonna get guarded up pretty heavily. And if the Eagles have to go double coverage on him, or right. if they have to have Malcolm Jenkins just kind of babysit Deshaun Jackson so he doesn't make that separation like he did against the against yeah. the Saints. I mean, they, they just have so many different ways to foil what the Buccaneers were able to do against the Saints. I think it's a pretty solid Eagles win in this one.
1: Me too. I like him too to cover. I also think that. This, the pass rush is better, and I don't think Fitzmagic Magic has it twice. Yeah. You know, you, you don't learn new tricks. He's like 35. You don't learn new tricks at 35. Nothing against the guy. I think he's one of the best backups in the whole league. Yep. Um, I was right, 35. I think the Eagles do win this 2-0, and and then I believe we'll be talking about it next week, but the return of Carson and the return of Alshon possibly who's now practicing next week puts the rest of the NFL on notice that this team is, is going to be right there. I, I like <laughs> him to win this one. Um. And I think you're right. I think the running game of the Eagles gets them through another week here. I yep. thought it got them through last week to an extent. I think it gets them through here as well. We don't need another Philly special to win this game.
0: No, I totally agree.
1: But I'll take another one. Whatever whatever Doug does, I believe in. So Philly Philly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Whatever they want to call it or whatever whatever version of it they want to do. Uh,
1: but it's shaping up to be another amazing week.
0: I think so. I mean, yep. a lot of fun in the college game. I mean, again, say safe if you're on the east coast with all this rain coming in i talked about playing golf with some buddies i don't even think that's going to happen i try i got lucky in, in missing some of the rain while you were over at aronomic i played at my home track but i don't think that's happening i mean it was then again it was supposed to rain yesterday and today here in philadelphia tuesday <laughs> right. and wednesday and it didn't it started to rain a little bit as we were starting to record but we'll see we'll see what happens
1: i looking forward to it looking forward to touch base next week Yes. Um, can't wait. You know, we could do some cold hard locks in honor of of Logie Bear next week. Yes. So I'll uh, go to the big wedding next week. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Should wedding. be another great week in football. Jordan, I want to see if you can get back on the schneid in our big league. Um, see if I can continue my success. And we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I outscored you by 20 points. I let up the most points. I would be third if we just did it points in our fantasy league. I uh, just want to give that as a shout-out to okay, myself. I, I
1: see how it is. I see yeah. how it is. I,
0: I mean, you know. Uh, it, That's what happens know.
1: when you go up against Tyree freaking Hill. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, Tyree. I mean,
1: and Michael not to,
0: nobody cares about our fantasy league, but let's just go through my matchup against Ryan White because we had every big scorer on the planet in our fantasy matchup, and it looked like he was really going to blow me out because he had Ryan White. Shout-out to him if he's listening. He had the Lions' defense, who right off the bat had 17 points with the with the pick six right away. But he had Michael Thomas, who had an all time mm-hmm. week. He had Tyree Kill; those were his two wide receivers. I had Gronk. I had Kel, I had Kamara. I had Aaron Rodgers, who who pulled up tw- 25 points after yeah. going down in the second quarter. The Eagles' defense gave me double digits. He had Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, we were close to having all-time DraftKings week. We could have, you know, competed in the Million Dollar Challenge, man. Dominated.
1: I know. I get you there 100%. You know what? That's fantasy. It does it to you early. Like I said, I love the rest of your team. I think you're going to have a big season. You're going to lose to me, obviously, before the championship, most likely. But, you know, I do think you're going to have a good
0: year. This yeah. Case. Well, we'll so. we'll see. We'll, we'll keep the people informed <laughs> when there's the duel in the dome. Yeah. But – Just to give everybody an idea for cold, hard locks, we do have three competing picks in terms of against the spread. We have a couple where we pick different winners, but ATS is what we count for the cold, hard locks. Hopefully neither of us is basically for those that that normally uh, wait on our actual post. uh, Matt had sent them to me and I had kind of gotten tied up with a couple of things before we went down to tailgate the Eagles game. And then the weekend was a little wild. So neither of us got the post up. Hopefully we will get it up this week. Uh, keep an eye out for it on thunderblogsports.com. Keep an eye out for my FunV Tailgate College blog, where I give all my picks for that uh, and some betting advice, all that good stuff. Uh, Another stuff we need—I mean, we talk about the Phillies a lot on the Bullpen Cart podcast, right here on this feed. But I need to—I need to get a good write in. I've had a, a rough, uh, had a rough time rooting for this team, but had some. I haven't covered them as well in the written form as I have on the podcast yeah, form. You should probably ease off,
1: ease off the Philly talk. I'll gave up three in the first inning. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I still. Go Birds. I, right? Go that's Birds. But I, I, I still believe the in, the,
0: in the long term of the oh, Phillies. I said 2020 and 2016, and I still <clears> believe that. But make sure that you go follow us on all of our different social media accounts. ThunderBLG on Twitter. Thunderbox Sports on Instagram. Thunderbox Sports on Facebook, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. But for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a good weekend, everybody, and go Birds!